And I hit the button before we're ready, but I, I don't, you know, we're, we're just kind of playing it loose here, right? Um, we're just improvising. That's all we can we do. Are. I'm here. I'm Charlotte Pierce. I'm the producer of Ready Row USA, a, a podcast on the rowing.chat, rowing chat podcast network. And I am here with uh, Kevin Stevenson. who's a product engineer. Is that correct? Yeah. Product engineer, mechanical product engineer. engineer. Yeah. Mechanical engineer. One of those one of those, uh, you know, people who understands math and science and physics. <laughs> Part of the job, yeah. Oh, God. Of Concept2, and uh, Concept2 has done, uh, I mean, we, we all, you know, they're part and parcel of every rower's life, a Concept2 erg or an oar or what else y'all make? Uh, skeet? Well, there's the, the the rower, which we which we now call the row erg or the indoor rower, um, and, and the biker, and the ski erg, and also the biker. Yep. So three three main pieces of indoor equipment. Yep. And have and you worked on all of those? Yep. Yep. Oh, I worked cool. on all of them. Yeah. It's kind oh, of cool. engineering staff is uh, small for the uh, mm-hmm. amount of amount of stuff that we do, and everybody has to. Uh, pitch in wherever the yeah. wherever the need is so yeah you get that to do is, a bit of everything must make it kind of a fun job i i'm kind of like that you know i like to dabble in a lot of different things so you know i'm sure you get that without without time. a doubt that that variety makes you never know mm. what you're going to be doing on any given day and that yes. that sort of variety is um is yeah. incredibly, incredibly so exciting. so very cool well we'll get into what you're doing with this amazing new blade and all that stuff but uh in the meantime, we've got some business to, to uh, tell people about. We are on our 77th episode, so we've been going for more than a year, a year and a half almost, and um, our assistant producers are Shannon Borum and Kimberly Reynolds. Kimberly is with Re- uh, Recovery on Water in Chicago, and she's this is her second day or third day back on the job after a two-week uh, break for various uh, reasons <laughs> not she wasn't ill but uh you know the fire department in chicago has a, has a lot of action going on so she's uh not with us today but she has provided some news items and we will see her next week shannon borum is a rowing coach and uh, teacher in georgia and she's closing out the year they just canceled school for the rest of the year so she's off as well but we will pick up the ball and uh kimberly will be back with us next week we hope um we are wanting to get in touch with our uh, listeners and viewers we are partially audio and partially um video uh live streaming so we're, we're live streaming right now and then it will be taken off into audio for the podcast apps so if if you could um let us know how we're doing, you know, what you'd like to hear about, what you'd like us to cover, who you'd like us to um, talk to, and the topics. And we have a survey that's available at rowing.chat slash listener dash survey, I think it is. Yes, that's right. And we would love to hear from you. We want to make our podcasts um, cover what you want to hear about. So do that. And then you can also connect with Ready Row USA where uh, we provide an episode hashtag at it on every show. So we have uh, one that we'll announce later in the episode here after Kevin gives us a little outline. And 
of, of the um, Concept 2 blade. And if you post it on social media, you can uh, win gadgets and gear and services. So we have everything from remote coaching to uh, equipment that we um, get provided by vendors. So it's fun. Anyway, Concept 2. Kevin, is this is your your deal? Have you been involved with this new blade from the beginning, or? Yeah, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of been something we've been uh, thinking about, uh, simmering on for a while. Uh, we introduced the what we call the Bantam blade, which is our mm -hmm. uh, kind of entry level, uh, lower cost, or that uses a uses a plastic. Uh, uses a, a, an injection molded plastic blade in lieu of a carbon fiber composite blade. And uh, that was introduced to, that was developed in 2015, 2016. And for those that uh, may be familiar with it, it's a, it's a smaller shape. It's a more uh, compact mm -hmm. shape. And we learned a lot about compact shapes when we were developing that, uh, that mm -hmm. blade, we played around with, uh, blades that were substantially longer, you know, that looked more like a traditional Macon blade. We played around with, you know, and we were tweaking, tweaking the size, trying to make something that was stiff enough to be, you know, to be injection moldable. Um, and so we, we mm -hmm. ended up, the design ended up kind of coalescing around this small, compact shape. We realized that we needed to maintain the depth of the blade um, and, or, and keep it short in order to stay stiff. A really, really flexible blade is just not not really rowable. And uh, uh, so, was it is the profile of the comp the new blade, which is called the comp blade? Mm -hmm. um, yep. Is that similar to the bantam, or like just the outline? Of yeah, it? if if you look at them, you know, laid mm -hmm. laid on top of one another, they are they are quite similar. Um, okay. They're not uh, they're not exact by any means. The comp is a little bigger. It's a little taller. It's a little longer, uh, but overall, uh, similar sort of profile, um, and the 3D shape is is also quite uh, quite different. But we learned a lot about that particular shape uh, when we were developing the Bantam blade, and thought, yeah, there's really mm -hmm. something. There's a lot that we like about this blade. What if we what if we make it out of carbon fiber? Let's just mm -hmm. try and make some that shape out of carbon fiber. See what they're like. And see if we can extract some of the uh, some of the features, some of the things we like about the Bantam. And, and so, sorry, I'm just wondering if 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 you've gotten some feedback from from people. Like, is this a ore that uh, really you know massive people like, or is it suited more to to a lightweight? The well, the the Bantam ore is is suited for folks that are getting into rowing, the juniors. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that sort of thing, but there's there's features about it that there, there's characteristics that um, mm -hmm. that we like. It's very it's very stable in the water on the drive when you um, when you apply pressure the first third of the drive it feels uh, locked in the water. It, it mm -hmm. doesn't want to bounce around. The level at which your hands come in is is quite consistent. So it it, it inspires a lot of confidence, and that in particular was something that we really. Uh, we really liked and thought, well, is there something about this shape yeah. uh, that uh, kind of encourages that sort of behavior? Um, and back, you know, four or five years ago, when that was always kind of in the back of our minds, uh, I 
And then we, uh, we ended up getting distracted. Well, I <laughs> distracted is the wrong word, but we've got a small, like I said, a small engineering staff. And mm-hmm. uh, we spent a couple of years working on the bike, the Concept2 bike erg. Um, yeah. We've got a few of those at Community Rowing. They're, yeah. They're all yeah, loaned no... out now along with the rowers. Oh, people have them at home? Yeah. They're going sure. cy- to cycle them in and out. Yeah. We did the same thing at the Concept2 mm-hmm. workout room. They right, got right. distributed out. But um, yeah, when... Um, when the bike erg, you know, we think these things are kind of cyclical and we, you know, we tend to yeah. take a few, you know, some, some time, a few years to kind of noodle on things and think about, uh, think about them. And then it, mm-hmm. after the bike erg, after bike erg production got up and running, we thought, oh, let's, let's take another look at that and mm-hmm. let's, let's play with it. So we um, kind of duct tape and duct tape and glue and, and have you tested cobble these, these blades all, together. Have you tested them out all over the in different types of water and different types of athletes um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so uh the, it, it starts by you know much of the the early stages of blade design are really cobbling together gluing and pasting and cutting <laughs> um existing blades and it's, a blade is a hard thing to prototype we've played around with with 3d printing mm-hmm. um we have mm-hmm. we have printed some prototype blades before and it's hard to make one stiff enough and light enough and there's a lot of factors that go into it. I can it, only so. imagine. Yeah, I mean, I you tried can... to. I got, I got someone gave me a bunch of old Jurassic Acker blades when when I first started rowing, and I tried rowing with them, and then I thought, well, I'll take it to the shop and see if they can do something to make them row better. And you know, they said no. They're <laughs> 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 just they're pretty much well designed for what they are used for, and then you can't really adapt them it's not like a, a jalopy or something well yeah i mean it's actually pretty impressive mm-hmm. how you can we can glue parts on we can, mm-hmm. we can cut things away we can glue pieces on we can add weird attachments and other things that we want to do to make it behave a little better but if you like if you print a blade it ends up be, it's going to be stiff enough but then it'll be really heavy yeah um, and it's exactly. going to sink if you leave it in the water um and it's Wild. going to have this big swing weight your hands are going to be back and forth back and forth it's going to feel it's hard to get it to feel yeah like a like a carbon blade in every aspect so i can see what the challenges uh, are yeah you almost have to manufacture it like it's going to be used as a ore and then go back to the drawing board if it doesn't work i guess yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot yeah you're mm-hmm. you're right in in many ways you kind of have mm-hmm. to you have to get close and you have yeah. to reduce the risk and then you have to commit to expensive right. tool so how have uh athletes reacted to this i mean i'm like have you gotten some you know critical feedback or do people like it pretty much in general what kind of overall it's well the 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 development of it was is really uh driven uh in some ways by athlete feedback we've had a lot of interest in folks asking for a a low eye a low eye skinny or so our (laughs) we have our uh Skinny shafts, which we offer, which are now our most our most popular um, uh, popular style, and that's mm-hmm. the reduced diameter uh, ore shaft. And we also have low eye ores, which are low inertia ores, and those ores are lighter than uh, than our standard. They're lighter than skinny ores. They're lighter or lighter than wow. our traditional ultralight ores, um, but they don't come in a reduced diameter size. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had folks uh, asking. For can you make a low eye? Can you make a low inertia skinny ore? That picture right there is, is Jevy Stone. Um, oh, is that's, that's, that's a, is that that's actually a, in December? 
Yep, that was in December. Wow. Yeah, we we oh. um, she, we sent sent her two pairs, and they were out. We had and some I... nice weather in December, and we're able to get some, do some testing, take some pictures, and because at that um, point we didn't have any pictures of it either. If anybody, actually yeah, it just makes me want to go it. rowing right this second. I just like just the, the the anticipation of that blade going into the water. Man, it's. I'm, I, I'm just happy to be talking about it right now. I yeah. know, I know, right? Yeah, this is what we can do with the podcast. You know, we can. We can get our, uh, you know, I, I have my own boat too, and I, I'm hoping to go out soon. But um, I don't know, Croker. I think Croker sent something about, you know, safety and in a single, you know, and how to kind of make it happen. They advocated uh, just even pontoons if you're, you know, not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everybody wants to think they're not going to tip over, but it could happen. You know? Yeah. I've seen yeah, it I mean, we on, just we just had ice out on my yeah the pond I, up in mm-hmm. Crashbury where we were we just had ice out two you know two yeah. three weeks ago so so CRI said that, that we could borrow pontoons and uh, you know heavier oars if we wanted to and you know so that I might might I mean I don't know I don't know I can't decide but anyway that looks great and I do I passed Jevy's when she's training on you know on the head of the or in the Charles River. So it's really fun to to see those in action. Right. Yeah. To be passing by those folks. And yes, yeah, yeah. so she was she was excited to try them. Um, in general, we had we had just had the, a lot of this feedback from from athletes. Can you make a lightweight skinny oar? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also you you can see uh, in international rowing, uh, there's been a uh, a trend I'd say towards uh, rowing at higher stroke rates. You know and um, yes. Mm-hmm. A, f- a few a few stand out like uh, I, I just remember Robbie Manson in the, in the single mm-hmm. you know and um, the uh, the Irish lightweight pair mm-hmm. you know these guys screaming down the course at 40 42 strokes a minute almost the whole way you know it's, it's wild um, I keep I keep telling people that 50 is the new 40 um, yeah. <laughs> I was amazed when I saw the Hanley uh, coverage you know at the stroke rates they were talking about mm-hmm. yeah so having having a lighter weight or is really and you know, reducing mm-hmm. the, the swing weight uh, of your or is, is really a big factor when you start moving up and down the slide you know almost yeah 40 even, 50 times even for a big guy right absolutely yep yeah. i mean that's just that's energy that's being spent and so there was a lot of interest from um elite athletes and, and other folks mm-hmm. in something that's that's lighter weight so that's interesting to know yeah. how can we you know we were just thinking how can we make a lighter weight, a lighter weight ore and mm-hmm. retain impact toughness. You know, um, if we make a lighter weight shaft, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to make that shaft lightweight and also tough, you know, and if you hit some, hit something, it doesn't break. Uh, is there any condition, like if you were racing and is there any kind of condition that it would lend itself to more like a rough water or, you know, have you tested this it particular, this particular blade? Mm-hmm. Um, it does lend itself to uh, well. Obviously, you've got a skinny shaft. Um, mm-hmm. It's a small blade. It lends itself certainly to a headwind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Choppy water. It uh, it does it does quite well. the the backs The backside surface of the uh, of the blade is is smooth. It's actually quite a bit more compact than uh, okay. than a traditional blade. Um, so that does skims across the water. But that's a that's a lot of that's something that. Um, a lot of folks don't appreciate is the amount of work that goes into making 
the backside of the blade or the mm -hmm. leading and trailing edges of the blade just right. And small changes in those curvatures can maybe be the difference between getting stuck on a wave mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. when you're on the recovery and catching or whether it bounces off that wave mm -hmm. and goes flying and the, and the, and the ore goes flying out of your hands. Um, it's really tuning those curvatures just right in order to get just the right amount of stick to the water. It, it shouldn't bounce all the way off and it shouldn't yeah. get stuck. It should just kind of skim just right. And there's been um, a lot of the work, a lot of work over the years. Pete and Dick have done that, mm -hmm. uh, been doing that for decades um, and tuning these, you know, other, these aspects of the blade's performance that are beyond just the drive. You know, the, the drive is one thing, but then there's everything else. That's Pete and Dick. Dreisiger. Pete and Dick Dreisiger, yeah, the two. Love that name. <laughs> owners of the owners yeah. and founders of the company, and they're still yeah. in the shop um, yeah. every day. Well, not not in the shop right now, but uh, normally. Um, yeah. Still out testing ores and um, in the engineering shop. Yeah, I met them up at the uh, at the U.S. Rowing Convention. We were a media partner of the U.S. Rowing, and there's the Rowing Industry Trade Association meeting. Yep. Yep. That was really yep. a I'm great. On the, thing. I'm on the board of the of uh, the Rowing Industry Trade Association. Oh, cool. Yeah. We'll we'll um... trying to get the word out to folks as well. I'll put in a small plug for Rita R I T A. Uh, yeah. How do they? Web... Is there a website? Uh, there is. It's uh, rowingindustry.com, I believe. Mm -hmm. And. Um, okay. I I will put it in the I'll put it in the uh, show notes too. So if yeah, people are yeah. are listening, trying to get the, the word out. Oh my gosh! And, uh, we have a whole bunch of comments here. We have to. This is you, by the way, on the on the video or the um, the slideshow. Um, is that correct? Trying the blade out. Uh, in the slideshow, yeah, that's yeah. doing a couple of years ago, doing some bantam testing. But we were out uh, in the fall, um, mm -hmm. out in out in Craftsbury's where we do most of our uh, most of our blade testing. Cool. Up at the well, center. And I had asked you this question earlier, but what type of athlete is this designed for, and who would benefit? You said. Everyone from the heavyweight to the lightweight. Is, that, is it more? Yeah, yeah. There's or? there's no particular I'd say you know size uh, or or type of athlete. Um, it is certainly designed to uh, to be used by elite level athletes that are looking mm -hmm. to maximize performance. Um, but it's not any more difficult to row than a traditional blade, and you could you could argue that it's easier. Um, one of the big uh, one of the big types of feedback we've had is that uh, people find it's more stable. Uh, finishes are quite clean. It's the it's the reduced mm. uh, the reduced size of the blade, mm -hmm. the the smoothness of the transitions. It'll make uh, make extracting the blade from the water quite easy. Yeah, very um, cool. And if you you can extract the blades cleanly up and out of the water um, at the same time, you're that much more likely to have a uh, a stable recovery. Yeah, one of my coaches was saying that on the, um, what is it, the, yeah, the, the, oh God, the, just imagine that you're, you're holding a pumpkin with the, the oars, you know? Oh, sure. I, it, it was just like, the, the image just, it, I understood it then at the moment, it was one of those epiphanies that you get. <laughs> that's what clicked, yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, you never know what's going to work, but I don't know if, if my rowing improved permanently but uh yeah so carol daly is asking again uh, another question uh, what feedback from jevy and john graves did give you about well that um, 
that, that what I was just what I was just talking about the the mm -hmm. stability on and the the cleanliness of the finish uh, was one of the big things that stood mm -hmm. out. Jevy and John were two of uh, two of the first uh, first folks that tested some in the fall, and mm -hmm. um, you know because they're close to. Uh, Close to concept too. We work with them a lot, um, cool. and that was some of the uh, some of the early feedback. It is very. Um, I keep using this word. Um, it's manipulatable. I don't even know if it's mm -hmm. a word, but it's so, it's just so lightweight. It's it's striking when you when you get it in your hands the first time. How easy it is to just square it and just yeah. set now, it are, right into the water. I love to try one. Is it? Do CRI have any? Uh, I'm not sure if CRI has oh. some just yet. I'll put it. Um, I'll we'll, put a plant a little seed. I in, think that, in that that'd be a great um, idea to get some out in the yeah, in the just demos. to try it because mm -hmm. there's so many people that go through there. You get a lot of data. On yeah, and we're and we're, you know, we're we stand behind the oars. Mm -hmm. um, and if uh, somebody gets some, um, you know, we'll, we'll, and decides that it's not for them, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we Very will cool. uh, yeah. we'll, we'll take them back um, and right. we'll get you another set. We want to make sure you have something you're happy with. I think um, Carol is is aiming for a pair of these oars. She's asking another question. Um, how would you recommend rigging the blades? Long, short, 288, 286? Yep. In general, we suggest starting with uh, the length that you've, uh, you, you, you would row a traditional plain edge, uh, plain edge mm -hmm. smoothie blade at. So for a, a lot of folks that might be 286, 288, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, it is the blade itself is the same depth, the same height as a, fat blade but in this case you don't rig it short yeah, uh, the, the reduced area offsets that yeah mm -hmm. that's a good shot of the um I the fat love, yeah i love that do people are they skeptical when they see that that they all that uh blade surface mm -hmm. diminished and say yeah the, fir the first impression is a so challenge yep. on it. yeah right this this yeah. this thing looks tiny um, <laughs> and it does it without a doubt it, it right. certainly looks quite a bit smaller um, but you, it, it's about uh, it's about getting it out on the water and feeling what that's like. Rig it right. the way you would a standard plain edge blade, um, and then go out and and judge it, and not mm -hmm. just at uh, not just at paddle pressure, but at full pressure and varying pressures. Um, blades feel differently. Different blades feel differently depending on what pressure they are. We find like a plain edge blade feels pretty heavy when you're at the paddle or when you're at full pressure the, the it almost feels the same whereas a fat blade or something else at the paddle feels it's almost like it's not there but then when you start to load it up yeah it becomes a heavier a heavier load so don't just take it out and paddle it around and come back and say oh this feels too light you need to go out and evaluate if that's your priority Mm -hmm. you need to go out and evaluate race pressure pieces yeah. and see what that feels like. Well, we're all trying to get faster, even if we're, you know, <laughs> even if we're just medium ability rowers. Yep. It's right. all about, you know, leveraging and just kind of trying to figure it out and improving. So um, I'd love to try one. Yeah, let's see what we we'll, do. We'll definitely make sure CRI yeah. gets some this summer. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, rower uh, repeater. God, do you know this person? I don't know. Peter, what reporter? Reporter, maybe, yeah. Uh, what will the tentative cost to, uh, compared to other blade models of Concept2? Yeah, that's a good question. They're the, they're the same price as a, okay. as a skinny. So the, the skinny oars uh, are, depending on the stiffness you buy, is between six and mm -hmm. 600 and high 600s. Um, yeah. 
and uh, these will be the same. It's just like choosing choosing a different blade. Now, if you choose the fat blade or a smoothie, mm -hmm. it's the same price. This is just another yeah. another choice. And I should uh, I should point out that the uh, the blade is only available on a skinny shaft. You can't put it on a I saw that on your size, website, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, diameter or it's designed uh, mm -hmm. to only fit on a skinny. Um, right. And unfortunately, it's, it's only new skinnies. We can't retrofit it right. onto a uh, existing pair of skinny oars. <laughs> the blade is the blade is 10 centimeters shorter than, a, mm -hmm. than your old oar. So if you had a 286 smoothie plane edge and you want to put a comp on it, it's going to be 276 and it'll be too short to use, unfortunately. And Carol says, uh, "What would you comp How would you compare the feel to a smoothie? I don't, I'm not quite sure." To a smoothie two vortex, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. yeah. I would say that the smoothie two vortex is uh, is a more apt comparison than uh, than the uh, than the plain edge. It's it's got that similar lock to a fat blade uh, and a smoothie two vortex blade at the first third of the drive. Mm -hmm. um, it feels locked in the water, but um, it uh, it turns over and accelerates uh, from the first half to the second half a bit uh, a bit easier and a bit more readily than the smoothie two vortex or the fat uh, the fat blade. So it feels it feels lively. You can you you feel locked in, but it's it's. Mm. Um, it's you not, do a good job of promoting this. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I'm yeah, we're really thrilled dying. about it. I mean, it, yeah, it's, this it's sounds all, great. Um, it's all, um, we, it's all we use now. It's all we'll be using for the for yeah. a while. Yeah. I'm sorry to finish your thought. I, I didn't. You know. Yeah, just just that it it it, it captures that uh, that lock that the that the fat two blade is known for, but makes it a to me makes it a bit more lively and uh, and accessible that, awesome. uh, without feeling too too onerous. And uh, Carol's also wondering how it. Uh, what was, where was her question here? Um, feedback. Uh, Tentative cost, and then she had another question. Oh, do you plan to offer? What is a low I version? Oh, I'm... well, as far as we're concerned, this this blade is a is a low I blade. It you know the mm. blade itself is um, is just by virtue of its surface area and the uh, reduction in stiffness, or reduction in carbon. Um, it's two thirds the it's two thirds the weight of a traditional blade, so it is. Yeah. All the way out there at the end of the shaft, it's it's pretty, it's pretty light, um, and and now still retain we've retained that durability that that C two products are known for. Glad so. to hear it. Yeah, you're just a mainstay of the of the industry, that's for sure. Um, she, Carol's uh, hoping to try them at Craftsbury in July, but ugh, who knows? Yeah, I saw I saw the other yeah, June camps got. Uh, got oh, did they? They and, got postponed. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe like being an outside activity, it will change. Things will change. Who knows? We are hoping for the Let's best. Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Akins wants to know what's the current lead time to getting a pair. Are they, are they available for pickup in Vermont? So there's probably uh, a lot of people listening who have their own boats and want to, you know, try them out. But. Yeah, we're. Um, I mean, we're we're working with the state of Vermont, and we expect to be. You know, mm -hmm. our, our manufacturing is, is shut down per state of Vermont directives, and we're, mm -hmm. we expect that uh, that to be changing uh, shortly. And we've got plans in place to begin ramping up production and making changes to the uh, nice. to the to the layout of the shop and keeping everybody safe is obviously our, our biggest uh, priority. So, 
Um, and in that case, it's it's hard to say. Once once manufacturing is back up and going, you know, it'll be uh, it'll certainly be a few weeks. But everybody at Concept Two is healthy so far. I hope. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, one more from Carol. The inner edge of the blade is cut away. How does that affect looming the shaft? And I am not sure what looming the shaft is, but I guess I'm, I'm the. Sure yeah, I don't. I don't understand the question. Looming. Uh, lo- looming. The, is it? Um... The inner edge of the. What does that affect? Oh, maybe she means like. The way you use, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe she Carol, can follow you, up with another. Yeah, question. you can follow. We'll we'll put it in the show notes, Carol. If you if we get a clarification on that. Uh, oh, the Randall foils on the comp, Carlos oh. Riatagüe. Um, Is it Riatagüe? Maybe. Uh, ben, I. It's got a thought on that. Uh, it's it'll be you'd have to modify the mm-hmm. foils. I mean, mm-hmm. if you were if you were set on doing it, you'd have to modify the foils. It would be, they'd be long, and it's got a pretty it's got pronounced that... curve at the top. So yeah, I mean, it'll yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's um, you know you could put them on. Uh, I imagine you could you could make it work. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know when you when you put foils on, you got to bear in mind that we lose the ability to check the pitch of the blade um, oh, yeah. uh, and gauge uh, gauge whether the sleeve is worn to a particular. Um, particular state, but uh, should right. be should be possible. I'm sure. Um, some enterprise. Do, do you know? Have you been in touch with the, the? Have you been in touch with the Randall Foils people to? Uh, not about that no, okay. specifically. Okay. No, we've All right. certainly tried the Randalls. You could call them, I guess. And Carol's, she's your biggest fan. Oh, I gotcha. How much of the shaft is buried? Looming and just how? Yeah. How whether mm-hmm. if there's that, if there's less blade. Um, no, I mean the blade. The specific gravity of the blade is the same, so that it wants to float at the same at the same point. Um, so we don't, uh, and it, and it, it's if anything, the the orientation of the shaft is a little higher in the uh, higher within the blade. So mm-hmm. um, if you uh, you you pull in at the same handle height, the the blade is going to sit at the same uh, the same depth in, cool. the, in the water. Well, this has just been so interesting, and I'm. Um you know, definitely got to try them. So it just, it's really cool to see the, you know, the genuine, you know, innovation going on in the, in the industry. And this has been a while since there's been a new blade design, I think. Yeah. It's it's yeah. exciting for us. It's been yeah. uh, quite a while since we've, since we've had one. And this has been something that's been yeah. uh, percolating for, for a number of years. So we're... And it's comp is for, let me roll back, uh, compact, composite and competition. Very cool. Yep, Very good. yep. All of the above. Love it. Love it. So Concept2 has been doing a lot of, I mean, you've you've been turned on your ear, I suppose, with this crisis, but you've been doing something that's really extremely cool. And tell me a little bit about your um, your mask thing. I think it was masks. Uh... Yeah. Well, uh, when we got sent home uh, in, in mid-March and uh, you know, we had to, had to shut down, um, we were debating d- different ways that we could contribute. And there's been a lot of discussion about uh, making, uh, you know, making PPE, making protect, you mm-hmm. know, uh, supply, medical supplies. What could we do? Can we use our manufacturing? Can we start make, can we start printing masks? And uh, a number of folks started, uh, started working on it and it didn't take too long. We realized that uh, we could potentially use our overseas uh, supply chain to uh, to 
-hmm. procure a sizable quantity of PPE. You know, un unlike hospitals, we work uh, we work directly with uh, overseas suppliers to source uh, a number of components for uh, for ores and rolling machines. And in this case, we were able to use those contacts uh, over in uh, wow. over in China uh, to uh, secure uh, uh, you know, a, a large quantity of uh, face masks in this case. Um, okay. And it was, uh, I believe, a half half million face masks that we that we brought over, and uh, we're able to distribute throughout our local community to local hospitals, and EMTs, grocery stores, whoever whoever needed them. When was that? Uh, that was two two weeks ago. We distributed them. God, it just seems like a lifetime, doesn't it? All it this. does. It I, just... Yeah, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast yeah. yesterday, <laughs> let alone two weeks ago. I know Groundhog Day. It it really evokes that feeling, yeah. Anyway, I uh, thank you so much, Kevin. And it, we're going to cover a little few developments that have um, come into us. I just wanted to mention that this is Ready Row USA. I'm uh, the producer, Charlotte Pierce. I'm here with Kevin Stevenson, project engineer of uh, product engineer at Concept Two, talking about their new comp blade. And we are on the Rowing Chat Network. Uh, you can visit rowing.chat and uh, you can hear from our or read all about our sponsors um, at slash sponsors on that that website and we have uh, discounts and deals so they change free not frequently but re regularly and uh, that web that website has all the information plus the link to our survey our, our listener survey um, Boy, Kevin, do you uh, have any other cancellations than the ones that I've been hearing about? Uh, <laughs> I'm, it's just so sad, you know? I, I, yeah, there aren't too many left to be canceled. No, but the Masters Nationals have been canceled. Um, people are going to indoor events. So you guys have had a whole bunch of those, I think, right? Uh, well, people, yeah, people. I guess people haven't been going to them, but we've I certainly, mean, you know, been yeah. virtually attending or participating in That's uh, in I mean, a number yeah. of events. There's right. certainly a lot of hunger and interest for. And you said the uh, European Championships have not been canceled yet. They've been. They're still postponed, but. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. I think September, October. There. And head of the Charles. Ambitious. But. I just wish we could see into the future, but it'd be radical to have the head of the Charles not happen. Um, that would be a that would be something. But I did speak, you know, to them, and they have not canceled it yet. So you know, just playing by ear. Uh, another thing that has come in is uh, global learn to row. So Tara Morgan from Seize the Oar Foundation has put this together with her buddies, and she's uh, they're all learn to row coaches. They really advocate uh, inclusive and learn to row, and they're coming up with this, but there's a time limit on getting involved with this contest that they're producing, putting on. Of course, you can, you can learn to row whenever you can get back on the water, but um, <laughs> she's uh, asking for uh, videos. Like, so you can submit a two minute video. It's May 2nd is the deadline. Um, she's been coaching adult learn to row since 2010, and it's always been a favorite of hers. Uh, watching new rowers going from not knowing their left hand <laughs> to their from their right and near misses to solid novice status is 
it's ridiculous and amazing, she said. <laughs> um, it's just, I, and I get it. I've seen that, that at CRI, you know, they have a big learn to roll program. So you can uh, submit your name, your club, your location, and say this is global learn to row in whatever language you speak, uh, first language. Um, so drill basics, hand placement, how to carry a boat, good layback, getting in and out of the boat. So just do a little video about it and send it in to Coach Tara at seizetheoar.com by May 2nd. It's You've got a phone, you can do this. Um, and she'd love to hear from you. So thanks for sending that in, Tara. And let's see what else we have. Another We have another uh, sponsor, Rowing Tales. Uh, we also have uh, the Marshall t-shirt, or not t-shirt, dress shirt makers. I put the wrong slide up. So um, they are a dress shirt maker for athletes. So big guys that need um, a specially fitted, nice looking shirt. <laughs> it's not always easy to find. So Marshall, uh, the t-shirt maker and, or dress shirt maker, and you'll find the, all the information on that and a discount, a 10% discount at growing.chat slash sponsors. So thank you so much, uh, Kevin, for being with us. Um, and uh, what I'd like to do is uh, put up our our episode hashtag. Uh, I always get the wrong one. I forgot to change it on the slideshow. But it's going to be Ready Row, RRUSA Comp Blade in honor of our guest today, Kevin Stevenson of Concept2. So use that on social media and we'll send you a gadget or gear or do you have anything? You probably can't give away a blade, but uh, uh, do you have anything that we could send people if they use this hashtag? Hmm. You can uh, ask, ask around. <laughs> yeah, well, we could certainly send a, uh, a foam mount for for a rowing machine and maybe maybe a couple folks will get a trophy blade or something. Cool. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so put it out there on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll stalk you and uh, find out who you are and give it to you. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Charlotte. This was uh, yeah. this was a lot of fun. I'm just thrilled to just be able to talk about it again and it's springtime now and yeah, sun is the sun is shining. So it's going to be seventy this week, I think here, but some more rain. But it, it's really I'm that'll make to get that'll out. make all the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have a little spot on the Concord River up by me and um, by Bedford, and I think I might be able to sneak in there and and just take it, take a little paddle. Yeah, wonderful. I have be safe and yeah, enjoy yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have um, just to close out. I have uh, Pierce Press is my company, and I publish books. I'm actually looking for manuscripts, so. Contact me at piercepress.com slash contact. And we are going to close it out here with a uh, little bit of news on our upcoming episodes. We have uh, club spotlights, so send in your club news. In the show notes, you'll find the form for uh, club news and gadgets and gear that you love to use, like Concept2 stuff. And that Concept2 stuff starts at $5. I know this because I can order a $5 bracket for my ERG, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, you could order any part for your ERG. And they, yeah, that's true. a lot cheaper than 5 bucks. Yeah, yeah that's true. But this is like one, the, one can, of the you most... You can order one screw from us. 
One one of the most useful things that I found was a little phone holder for the for the erg, and it's just it's beautiful. It's simple. Yeah. It's just and it's five dollars. Yep. So thank you. And we have uh, we're going to do some Olympic previews and just check in with some of our Olympic athletes um, through U.S. Rowing and elsewhere. And we have uh, Pride Month coming up. We're going to do some coverage on that and. Of course, lots of gadgets, gear, and gifts. And we've gone over time. So thank you for being with us, Kevin. Well, thank and you for having me again. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it easy. And, uh, you know, I know you're a teacher, a parent, <laughs> homeschooler. First grade teacher, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So we'll see you soon. Thanks. Right. Thanks again for joining us. Take care. And we're rolling.